Episode 134 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Listen to that voice affected by a cold and chest congestion. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. We are entering a new decade. Who will be Wichita's influencers? We got out our crystal ball and we offer a list of 20 Wichitans who we think will use their influence to affect change in our community. Associate Editor Kirk Seminoff is here to talk it over with me. Kirk, thank you very much. You're welcome. That is also the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, our headline, A Decade of Doers. That's also the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, our headline, A Decade of Doers. We offer vignettes of who these influencers are and why we think they'll make things happen over the course of the next 10 years. They're from business, government, and nonprofits. That story begins on page 30. Also this week, our monthly feature on women professionals. This month, it's women who lead in human resources. That coverage begins on page 15. This week's lists, three of them. Wichita's Largest Nursing Homes, page 8. Also, SBA Lenders, page 12. And SBA Loans, made in the Kansas District page 28. Need to check out our business lead section, new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's in each weekly edition. This week it begins on page 36. Back to talk with Kirk about people who will influence Wichita into the next decade after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business your business, that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Kirk, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a long trip. Yeah, Uh, about 40 feet back from your desk. (laughs) So, well, this week we do some prognosticating. Sounds not really clean, but it is. I hope it doesn't hurt. That's right. Let's talk about the idea for this story. It's the end of the year end of a decade and that's kind of how we were approaching it rather than looking back at what has happened we thought we'd take a look into the future talk about how we came up with these 20 influencers well we first looked at 2010s and thought who were the people who made a difference in in this decade and thought well you know if you were here 10 years or 10 years ago you weren't going to make this name or this name part of a list because you never heard of them right so what we decided to do was come up with a list of people who we know right now can or may have a, make a difference in the, in the 2020s. And right. I think that's where we start. But the fun thing is when we get together 10 years from now to talk about a list like this, I'm not sure that we're not going to have 10 names that we've never heard of yet. Uh, that could be. I have a feeling looking at this list that there will be some of those folks 10 years down the line who have made an influence. But... Yeah, I think there's going to be some some new people, too, some new names on here. And there are people on this list who aren't familiar names, right. and that's important, too. Uh, it's not always the familiar names that are getting things done in the town. It's the people working behind the scenes who, who enjoy working behind the scenes right. to uh, promote progress in a, in a Wichita that moves forward. As I said, we have uh, complete coverage in the weekly edition. We've got uh, a lead-in and then explaining what we've done. 
and then uh, some sort of short vignettes on each person. Um, let's go through them individually. And we're doing this. We haven't ranked them in order of most influence or what we think they'll do in, over the next decade. Uh, we went with alphabetical order. Right. I don't think it, you know, it's, it's not worth saying this person is either one or number 20. I think right. let's just lump them into a group and, and we can talk about them. So we begin at the beginning. Courtney Benson, Wichita Community Foundation. Courtney, uh, uh, her, her job seems to have evolved over the last few years. Right. She is a early tens graduate of Wichita State University. She started the Wichita Community Foundation and she has made you know, kind of a meteoric rise in that organization that, you know, does a lot of philanthropy for the community more than any other, really. And now she's director of strategic initiatives. Um, I think she's got a bright, bright future in whatever she does, whether it be with the foundation or, or doing something else in Wichita. She has, uh, she has worked her way up, obviously, and, uh, and really worked her way into some, a, a position of decision-making importance. Right, and right now she's working on an, an initiative to strengthen local journalism, right. which we're a part of. Right. Uh, and she, I think the philosophy there is stronger journalism in a community helps for a more informed community and a community that makes better decisions, and that's we're talking about voters. We're not talking about the leaders who are, you know, city leaders or civic right. leaders, but the people who make decisions at the ballot box and through their voices. And she thinks that's important. And I agree. I think that's kind of a basic of journalism. Yep. And that's why we're a part of that process. And we will write more about that coming up in 2020 as we uh, continue to evolve that progress and uh, see what, where that gets us. Next up, Angela Cassette from Music Theater Wichita. This is an organization that is really watching the future of performing arts, Century 2, and uh, she's sort of stepping in and, and filling some shoes or help fill some shoes uh, for Wayne Bryan. Mm -hmm. of, of the 20 people or groups that we have listed here, she's probably the one that has been heard of the least, right. I would guess. Uh, she came here from Florida a few years ago. Uh, she has a fine arts background. Uh, her job now as as marketing or development director for music theater is to keep this going, not only financially, but what could be a really rough time uh, with music theater getting possibly ready to move to a new performing arts facility sometime during the decade. And that's why we added her. Right. Wayne Bryan is going to be stepping down at some point or stepping back and uh, she's really going to be the engine that, that fuels the fundraising. So I think we'll, we'll get to know her a lot more in the community, in the fine arts community, as, as we get going in the next decade. They've really been ringing that bell, haven't they, about, hey, we need to co continue this effort all the way through, no matter what happens with Century Tomb Performing Arts Center. We need to keep this going if we don't, if we have to, say, close up for a year, that could mean the death of music theater Wichita, and I think people are getting that message. Right. As the Riverfront Legacy Project started, uh, she and I talked, and she was very emphatic that this can't happen. Uh, they, they pointed to uh, other organizations in other parts of the country that, that had to go black for a, a summer or a year while construction was going on, and they were maybe able to come back, but at a much smaller level, or they really struggled to get back to that level. Uh, and I, they've done a good job of, of promoting their message and to the 
credit of the Riverfront legacy folks, they have listened. And I think any scenario that they want to go with keeps music theater alive without losing a season. So Angela Cassette will be playing a very important part of the uh, process as we go forward. Also from government, Sedgwick County Commissioner Lacey Cruz. Uh, she's new to the Sedgwick County Commission her first year. And uh, it's been interesting to watch her as she takes up uh, the effort for uh, different causes. And, uh, yeah, I think she's going to be influential in the future. She's shaking things up. Right. Um, she's doing things a little differently. She, more than any other commission member I can remember, questions everything. You right. Know, why are we doing this this way? Right. Well, if you give an answer, it's the way we've done it for generations. Well, right. that's not good enough. Yep. And she recognizes that, and I think... Not only that, she is working for uh, the lower income folks in town or, or, or families who are struggling for whatever reason, may it single parent families or whatever the reason. Um, I, that's good to see in a commission like that, and right. I think she'll continue. I think she's got a bright political future if she wants it. Um, not sure what she wants to do past the county commission. Right. It would seem like she would be a candidate for higher office at some point whether it's on the city side or maybe it's state legislature or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, just not sure what her aspirations are at this point. From aviation, Textron Aviation, uh, Ron Draper is the CEO. We've picked him as one of our 20 for the 2020s. Um, obviously, this is a company that uh, has gone through some changes here recently. Uh, we heard about some layoffs but very important to Wichita as we move into the next decade, that's for sure. It's, you know, Textron Aviation is Wichita's second largest employer. Right. And it will continue to be. Um, they did have these layoffs, but they've got a lot of projects going on. And I, he's, as this company has kind of settled in as a larger company in Wichita, the, the collaboration of the past decade or the combination, uh, I think he, he can be a leader who, who drives more here in town with right. aviation, and he'll play an important part. Yep. Uh, also another elected uh, person, city council member Brian Fry. Uh, he was just reelected to the council, and uh, it's interesting. I think he has aspirations beyond city council. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with Brandon Whipple, I can see right. Brian Fry being the, being the next mayor. Right. Um, He's in District 5, which has kind of produced mayors over time. Um, I often think, and I don't, it'd be hard to get him to say this, I, I think he's the conscience mm -hmm. of the city council. Mm -hmm. uh, he, has, he has problems with CIDs occasionally and, and other financing programs that, um, you know, maybe we use too much as a city, um, and he's... He's calling, out, calling that out now and then. Um, but I think he had another bright future, whether it's, like you said, at the, at the mayoral level or state level. I think uh, he can be a difference maker. Also, during the uh, whole debate about the uh, water plant, that process, he was a voice of reason in there, too, saying, hey, let's take a look at this. We need to do it the right way the first time. We've only got one shot at this. Right. Uh, he was on the, or is on the steering committee for the Wichita Water Project, and yeah, he, he made a lot of comments that say, hey, let's settle down, you know, especially when the Longwell stuff was coming out right. with, with, you know, whether he was moving it towards another company. Uh, he was kind of the voice of reason. Uh, didn't go one way or the other, but he kind of laid out the facts. I think it's very important for him to lay out facts and not register opinion so much. As we enter 2020, Spirit Aerosystems is in a little bit of upheaval. 
mainly because they're the biggest supplier to Boeing. And uh, there are a lot of questions about the 737 MAX, but how we come through that uh, is on the shoulders of Tom Gentilly, who is CEO at Spirit. And uh, he's going to be leading uh, the charge out there through some perhaps difficult times. Not exactly a shock, shock that we would put the Spirit CEO right. on this list. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but he's had to guide this company through a lot of problems with, with the 737 MAX program. What to me is interesting about Gentilly is how he advances Spirit as far as diversification right. over the next decade. Um, they probably can't lean on one program as much as they are right now, and they're seeing the the... the what happens seeing the results of what happens with that so he can take spirit in a slightly different direction with diversification we'll just have to see how that happens they are doing some uh, defense work now that they weren't doing maybe five years ago uh, they have diversified that way also doing doing work for airbus mm -hmm. and doing work for other companies as well so we'll be watching that jay golden is the new president of wsu Boy, all eyes are on him, aren't they, as he comes in to uh, fill the shoes of Dr. Bardo. He has shown so far to be a uh, social media person who is quick to talk about everything good happening at Wichita State. Uh, he's already on the job now. He wasn't supposed to start until January, but officially he's, he's started now. Uh, I like his outlook. I like his, his thinking as far as you know, being a spokesperson for Wichita State. Right. Uh, in our, in our bios, we talk about how Wichita State presidents over the years, probably in the past 50 years, kind of moved Wichita State ahead incrementally, like you think a college president would do. Right. Of course, John Bardo came in in, in 2012 and kind of shook that up. Right. Uh, so what the Board of Regents want from him uh, will be interesting to, to watch. Will it be just you know more, more, more on the innovation campus, or will he fold the liberal arts side uh, into his purview, which, you know, Bardo was criticized for not doing as much for liberal arts right. on the, you know, kind of the western side of the campus. Um, he's shown at least that that's as important to him, talking about Jay Golden, as, as the eastern side, the innovation campus. Charles Koch is CEO of Koch Industries, but his son, Chase, is CEO of Koch Disruptive Technologies. What do we expect from Chase coming up? Uh, of course, you know, his dad is in his 70s. Uh, I think Charles Koch will be there certainly as long as he wants to and uh, certainly as long as he can do the job, I think. I'm sure of that. When will Chase uh, maybe move up and what else will he do until then? Yeah, I think he's the heir apparent, of course, and uh, all signs are that he is making progress to where he needs to be to, to be that person someday. Uh, the work he's done with disruptive uh, technologies has shown that. So, yeah, he's, he's right on course. Also, uh, in the area of philanthropy, will he continue some of the philosophies of his family so far and still be philanthropical as uh, time moves on? Reggie Robinson takes over at the Kansas Health Foundation. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch him as he takes the, the reins of that organization as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he has a background that would lend himself to having a lot of ties with important people, and that has to help the president of the Kansas Health Foundation. Right. University of Kansas, Department of Justice, uh, he's been a lot of important places in, in leadership everywhere. So 
Um, I think that's probably what they were looking at with, with Reggie Robinson is uh, he has those connections and, and that benefits the KHF. Right. Another elected official on our list, City Councilman Brandon Johnson, uh, representing the 1st District. He's been sort of a community organizer before he became a city councilman, and uh, I can sure see him moving up and, and wanting to run for mayor at some point as well, or other offices too. Mm -hmm. um, yes, he, he could have more of an effect at the state level if he wanted. Right. Uh, you know, he is sort of politically aligned with Brandon Whipple, so it would be interesting to see would he wait eight years to run for mayor? Right. Um, we'll have to see. But, yeah, every, everything, he's only 33. Right. Which is interesting because he, he's, he got a start on community boards and, and, and associations and things like that at a young, young age. Right. Uh, but, yeah, everything he's done shows that he will have more to do at, the, at another level. First pitch coming up in April, Wichita Wind Surge and Lou Schweckheimer, uh, obviously a guy who uh, has the potential to really make an impact on this community, not just with the ball team, but with the, uh, uh, the development around the uh, ballpark as well. Yeah, he's, he's the managing partner for not only the baseball team, but for the development group around right. the ballpark. Got a, he's got four acres to work with. Um, I think that's more important than the baseball team itself. Obviously, right. you want a baseball team to be here long term. And if it's not here long term, well, of course, that's a problem. Uh, but if if the West Bank is going to be something that's, uh, you know, a destination spot for this city for generations, uh, he's going to be a, an important part of it. Right. High hopes for that area down there, West and East Bank. And he plays a big part in that. Tom Stoles, uh, Sedgwick County Manager. Here's a former cop who comes over to the county and uh, works in planning and then becomes the county manager. Um, he's got a lot of responsibility at Sedgwick County, and, uh, and he's going to have some influence, certainly, with the uh, county commission and on policies going forward. And to me, the reason he's on this list is stability. Right. Um, such a long career in city and county now, but... He was universally you know, loved, more or less, right. for, for, for this job. Not only this time, replacing Michael Scholes, but the time before when Scholes was hired, a lot of people wanted Stoles in right. that job. Um, he brings stability. He's well-liked. He's smart. And I think he'll kind of settle down, maybe not the commission, but county government to where it needs to be right. and be a, a kind of a calming influence. Denise Sherman is a familiar name in Wichita, uh, connected with broadcasting, but also she is now in charge of the Wichita African American Museum. Uh, she is hoping to lead that organization into much more prominence in the future. It's an organization that you would just love to see take off. Uh, it's never had that, though, for one reason or another. Right. Part of the part of the problem is its location. It's basically surrounded on three sides by the county jail. Um, so it's hard to get to, and uh, but they do have wonderful programs, and they're located in a in a you know hundred year old church right. that is really something to see if you've never been inside. Uh, I think she's on this list because we're hoping that this is the time when the museum can kind of take a next level with the other museums in town. It's been long overdue, that's for sure. I went out of order a little bit. Tiffany Mason from the Kansas Health Science Center. She's got a big task ahead of her, including trying to find somebody who uh, 
who replaces Dr. Hasty, who was uh, the, the guy who was in charge of sort of the curriculum for the uh, medical school downtown. You know, originally it was a two-person job right. to come in and kind of sell the Kansas Health Science Center and, and get it going. Now it's her. Uh, I'm not sure where she is in the hiring process for a new founding dean, which technically would it be a founding dean now. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, I kind of look at Tiffany like, like Lou Schreckheimer. They're, they're coming into town with something new. I think with this project, you know, there's the downtown development side, which is so important for business. But there's also the question of, do we need a second medical school in right, Wichita? Right. Um, and I think you get different opinions from different people. Uh, so that will be her, her charge is to sell that as well as a downtown facility. We'll have a new leader for the biggest party that we throw every year, Wichita Riverfest. Ty Tabing takes over from Mary Beth Jarvis. Um, he certainly has uh, the opportunity to make some changes and kind of put his own vision on it. And he's, this is all about creativity. Like you said, what a, a new vision, not only for the 50th, which is coming up in two years, but for possible, you know, geographical changes around, right. around century two, uh, facility wise, what will they have to work with? What will they have to get through while construction's going? Um, I think he is certainly creative enough. He has that background that uh, he won't have any shortage of ideas. Right. Alicia Thompson has had a big job, and she'll continue to have a big responsibility running the Wichita School District. Uh, she's the superintendent there. Um, more challenges as uh, education evolves in our community. Right. Uh, there's, there's still, you know, plenty of problems with Wichita School District, but I think she has spotlighted what's really good about this district, which is there are some great programs, there are teachers who are, and, and, and faculties that are helping students from all backgrounds, right. from the richest of the rich to the poorest of the poor, and everybody in between. Uh, it's a district that has to serve so many different kinds of people. It's right. not a suburban district. Uh, and she's done a great job of getting her message out. Uh, and she's not John Allison stepping back and right. kind of letting people do their job. She's out front because I think she feels like she needs to be that vocal leader and right. vocal advocate for the district. And I think that's a, a great move. We've written a lot about WSU Tech and the uh, president there, Sherry Utash. Uh, she has been on the uh, Trump administration's uh, National Workforce Committee. And uh, she's got more work to do there for WSU Tech and, and you know, helping to impact our workforce issues in South Central Kansas. She may be as important a person as there is in this on this right, list. Right. Um, she's she's not in government, but she's in education at the at the most pivotal spot for our workforce. Um, how big can WSU Tech get right. over the next few years? Um, there's they can grow. There's room to grow. Uh, it's it's going to be part of her vision as to as to how that takes place and how quickly. Brandon Whipple, he is our mayor elect. He takes over in January. Uh, at this point, we expect him, you know, to f fulfill some of the things he talked about on the campaign trail. But what I'm interested in watching is how does he interact with the other uh, city council members. Can he get the votes for what he wants to do, and can he put together really a clear vision for Wichita? You and I knew who Brandon Whipple was before he announced he was running for mayor, but I don't right. know that many people outside his legislative district did. Right. Uh, 
yeah, how does he how does he try to sway people who have worked within themselves for years, but not with him? Uh, that's a strange place to have to lead from. Right. And there are other born leaders on that city council: Brian Fry, Brandon Johnson, Cindy Claycomb, uh, among them. So how, you know, will he be a take charge person initially? Will he kind of have to feel things out? Right. And you also have to get along with city, you know, city staff and, right. and, and learn how they work and how things work. It's, it's as interesting a, a new mayor as I think we've had in some time. Then we say, we call them the next gens. Aaron Bastian from Fidelity, John Rolfe who is a uh, restaurant leader here in town, Ben Hutton of Hutton Construction, and Matt Michaelis of Emprise Bank. Uh, they've been very involved over the last few years in a lot of things political. And uh, it looks like they want to stay involved and uh, influence things as they go forward. Right. Uh, some have been more out front in the politics than right. others. I think John Rolfe is willing to do that. Um, but... Yeah, these are people who, who've led their father's companies now, or leading their father's companies right. now, and they see a Wichita that can be, you know, like Play-Doh. It can be molded in, into ways they see moving forward for Wichita, right. which is a great thing. Uh, if, if you want people who are at tops of, of large companies who, who have that vision and want to see Wichita do well and not just a bottom line for themselves. Right. Uh, but, you know, people aren't always going to agree with what they want to do. Yep. So how they move forward and whether they move forward together will, will be interesting to watch. And then we call them the developers, Jack DeBoer, George Laham, Paul Jackson, Phil Ruffin, Jeff Lang. Those are movers and shakers, uh, and uh, they've been around for a long time. They still could have a lot of influence in what's going on, even on the West Bank, even on the East Bank. We see George is involved in that process as well. Paul Jackson at different uh, areas. Jack DeBoer just announcing a new office building downtown. These are folks who are still in the game, mm -hmm. and uh, they could have a lot of influence going forward. Yeah, the, the two things that to come out this week, the one, George Laham on the West Bank, uh, Jack DeBoer's office building on the, not the East Bank, but on Main Street near, near Water Walk. Uh, they are certainly two big projects that will, you know, affect the city for a long time. Uh, but then you have Jeff Lang, who's working for the, I feel like he's working for the south side of town. Right. Uh, he really advocates for, for south end of town. Um, yeah, these people will be at the forefront, along with people like Dave Burke and Dave Wells, uh, at the forefront of development for the next 10 years. And, uh, but it's also going to be fun to see people we don't have on this you list bet. who will become big-time developers over the next decade. So listen to Biz Talk with Bill Roy in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do another one of these, and we'll It'll see be, who uh, who is ready to lead us into the 2030s. It'll be episode 1,500. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk, thanks. Nice job on this package. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 134. Sorry about the voice. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. 
Have a profitable week.